Welcome to the FPL Blues podcast. You have Brian and Bucks here to break down game week 28, which was a double. And unfortunately for us, it was double trouble. We have the FPL Blues officially. We're severely suffering. Bucks, how are you coping this game week? Man, it's been a brutal run of news and results for my FPL team and more importantly, uh, you know, Brian and I, we're both Chelsea fans. It's been a rough go of it. Uh, obviously, there are some bigger things than soccer going on in the world right now. And off the pitch, Chelsea are getting battered. And if you didn't have the right assets in the FPL game from Chelsea, you were also taking a real butt kicking. And that's true for both myself and your teams this game week. Uh, it's one to forget. And uh, hopefully we'll be moving on to double game week 29 and Chelsea as a club can be moving on to the next ownership group as quickly as possible so that we can escape this kind of hellhole that we all collectively find ourselves in uh, both in real life as blues fans and in the FPL game where Brian and I were competing for who could get the more severe and significant and painful red arrow. Uh, Brian, let's, let's just get into it. Let's, let's rip off the bandaid full go. How'd you do this game week? Yeah, Bucks, we're going to have to have a uh, some expensive machinery to dig us out of this hellhole that was double game week 28. And unfortunately for me, I was riding high from a really impressive game week rank in game week 27 and popped my wild card, my second wild card of the season. And I just had a absolute shit show of a game week. I really had a tough game week here was flying in game week 27 game week 28 was a double and I popped my wild card. I was really expecting to make some big moves up the ranks, but unfortunately I end on 78 points and a 21 K red arrow, something you hate to see when popping ah. a wild card. And I, I unfortunately follow you down into the depths of despair after we both wild carded in the second half of the season. And I think we both got red arrows in that specific game week. So that one's tough. Obviously, your, your wild card plays out over a number of weeks, and hopefully next week I'll be able to make up some points with the bench boost. But uh, overall, I had six points from Dubrovka, eight points from Thiago Silva, 12 points from my captain, Rudiger. And that was, that was really a ball buster to check the team news this morning before my lunch break and see that he was benched and that was one of the reasons why you and I both captained him was due to his uh, fitness and usually he's just completely nailed so that was tough to see Saiz was six Sun was seven Rafinha three Sala three Ramsey six Broja four Wood with 10 and Kane with 13 so you know not the worst showing from my team I, I was happy to see Wood come through He's got the double-double, and he gets his first goal for a Newcastle. And then Kane obviously looked absolutely sensational. He comes in with a brace versus Everton. So those were my kind of saving grace players. But overall, very unfortunate not to have Reese James or Coutinho when you're on wild card. And those are the two players that really kicked my um, bleep in, as they say. And then lastly, I had Trent on the bench. And this is uh, one of those situations where you never bench the you know top players in the game and I did this this week, and I paid for it dearly. So 78 points all up, on to the next. What about you, Bucks? 
Uh, that actually sounds not too bad uh, when you then take a look at my team. I wildcarded a couple game weeks ago, and I honestly, I did it too early. Um, I think that's ringing true at this point in time. And some of the players that I took out, uh, a la Matt Cash, Denny, some other players that have been frustrating and led me to wildcard have since either gotten significant returns or really showed up in repeat performances uh, with strong outings. So this game week, I had to kind of right the ship and I tried to do that by making three transfers for a minus eight hit. And I ended up with 75 points, but because of the minus eight, 67 total, that leaves me with a 60,000 spot red arrow this is my largest my my second largest red arrow of the season and so now i'm actually outside the top 200k i'm at 207,000 overall uh complete complete dog s-h-i-t week as we try and keep this uh appropriate for anyone listening with small kids or during work uh so brutal really just encapsulates my team's performance I didn't have any of the top captain selections and I brought in Rudiger as kind of the safe long-term move and captained him. And in the short term, that was the right decision. He outscored Cancelo, who we replaced. However, I definitely could have been more bold and should have been more bold considering that I am chasing it. So going with the safe option, definitely not the right decision. Uh, Outside of Rudiger, I had single game week player TAA. He was, Trent was my top scoring player in the whole game. So uh, this was one of the situations where maybe backing the best single game week player uh, would have made sense. He had 12 points and, you know, I'm just going to try and have a short memory, be like a goldfish as one Ted Lasso would say, and move on. Fortunately, double game week 29 starts (laughs) within 48 hours. So I'm going to have to have a short memory and start making my transfer plans ASAP. Yeah, double game week 29 is a very, really important moment in time for FPL managers. We're going to have a lot of people with triple Liverpool assets, triple Arsenal assets, and they both have big double game weeks, not to mention the likes of the Tottenham Hotspur players who are all coming into form at the right time. So there should be a lot of points on the board for double game week 29 as well. And we've seen some managers absolutely crush it, and they've been in the triple digits this game week. Uh, let's give a shout out to some of our players here for manager of the game week bucks. Who do we got? All right. We got to give it to the top dog right now. He is absolutely running the show in the FPL blues podcast, super league. And that is one Amar Solanke. I feel like we say his name almost every other game week. He topped the scoring on his second wild card. He did not pull Brian and Miff and miss the script he smashed <laughs> i deserve it. that i deserve that sorry baby 127 points from amar he surges up almost 50,000 spots in his overall rank to 40,000 overall and more importantly this result and this massive score brings him back to first place overall in our super league he went for the kai havertz captain so that ends up with 52 points Brian, I know you're the one we were discussing pre-pod. That's good at math, but that's 40 points more than either of our captains scored. I mean, that's basically a whole game week uh, from some of these lower scoring results earlier in the season. So congrats to Amar, nailed it on that front. And then he had Reese James, that's 18 points. Saka and TAA each add a dozen. Tiago Silva, as slight differential, gives eight. 
Sun with seven, and Dubrovka with six. So massive congratulations to Amar. Job well done leading the line in this game week and also now leading the pack in our mini league as we approach double game week 29. Really impressive to see Amar on wildcard and still stick with some of the best single game assets. So looking at Trent, he gets 12 points from him. Saka obviously has a double next week, but he started him this week, even though he only had a single game week. So really impressive management from Amar, and he's deserving of the top spot in the FPL Blues Super League. That is a total understatement, to say the least. All right, let's take our first break and wipe away our tears. When we come back, we'll highlight the top scores from Double Game Week 28 and preview some of the best options to target in Double Game Week 29. All right, it's game time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about some of the top double game week 28 scores. And that starts with one Matty Cash, an incredible, sensational 29 point performance this game week. Bucks, you had him a few weeks ago. He's not in your squad anymore. That one has got to hurt. He has Brian, one goal, Brian, two assists. Step, step two aside, sheets, give me the two floor. Bonus. Woo. Woo. Give me the floor. Give me the floor. Take it away. Take it away for a pretty boy Cash. My nickname is Bucks. I definitely should never have abandoned my brother in finance, Matty Cash, for one Lucas Dean, the French <laughs> fraud. I'm so upset about this move. And Cash now has three straight double-digit hauls. So he is absolutely a man in fuego, 29 points, top scorer in the double game week. And pretty incredible. A goal, two assists, two clean sheets, and two bonus from kind of their second-choice wingback. I mean, Absolutely incredible showing from one Matty Cash and really strong performance from many Villa players. They really got back on track in game week 28. Um, yeah, I Matty Cash, he's going into my uh, my my uh, my doghouse uh, for the remainder of the season. Um, yeah, he's he's the bigger bully than than Lucas Dean and and he's punishing early wildcarders like myself, um, just being the better player. He's not only better in FPL, but he's just better in real life at this point in time. So uh, that's definitely an L uh, for managers like myself who went Dean over cash. Yeah, this was really unexpected to see some of the top players this double game week all come from the Aston Villa side because their form has been so up and down. They had put in a few poor performances, and that match versus Southampton was truly like a shocking to me. You know, Southampton has been playing really well, and then you see the likes of Coutinho, who's also a top scorer of the game week. He gets 23 points, two goals, one assist, two clean sheets, and four bonus points for a total of 23. So both of those players are definitely in the Hall of Fame for double game weeks in this season. Yeah. And worth mentioning, we were just shouting out how Southampton were really starting to look like a team in form after some strong performances. They got results against Norwich. They beat West Ham in the FA cup with kind of their B team. And they were coming in with really good momentum into this double game week. And uh, safe to say they dropped the ball. They, they went 0 for two. They got smoked by Villa four zero. And then they lost today earlier in the afternoon to Newcastle 2-1. So uh, really disappointing stretch for Ralph Hasenhudel's men in double game week 28. I think myself, I have both 
uh, Ward, Prowse, and Brozier. I was expecting some solid showings and scores Oof. from both them, at least double digits from Ward, Prowse. And uh, yeah, they were both totally invisible. Brozier actually missed some good chances, but uh, we're not talking about the floppers. We're talking about the top scores. And we should shout out our boy in blue, Kai Havertz, 26 points, three goals, one assist, one clean sheet, and three bonus. And yeah, just uh, again, between Kai and then we should also include Danny Ings uh, showing up again uh, in a kind of unexpected role, 20 points. He had a goal, a hat trick of assists and three bonus. Uh, so these were the top four double game week players. And then we should just shout out, there were a couple players who only had one match that they played. And specifically KDB, 18 points. He had two goals and assist and three bonus. And we should just honorable mention, we touched on, his involvement and prowess in the game week earlier. Reese James, he plays in one of the two matches for Chelsea, comes off injured early, but he was massive in that. He had a goal, assist, a clean sheet, and three bonus points, and he was a popular captain option. So he had 18 total. If you captain him, got 36 points. Damn you! <laughs> yeah, Bucks, I think for me, that was my biggest miss of the wild card. I had many drafts with both Rudiger and James in my side. I don't think I would have captained James. I still probably would have stuck with Rudiger, but just having him in, in the side for those 18 big points would have been really huge. But he unfortunately picks up a muscle injury in his other leg um, from a late tackle, and it really seems like he's going to miss a few more game weeks. Uh, Chelsea, obviously, they really have top four locked in at this point, so they need to ease him on slowly because he is – such an asset and a talent in this side that we rely on for creativity and goals, to be honest. So I think uh, if you have Reese James, you're going to be in an interesting position this week. Yeah. So just to dive a little deeper into that nugget of info, Brian just dropped Thomas Tuchel today in his press conference confirmed that Reese James is for sure ruled out for the next four matches worth mentioning that that does include a second leg match versus Lille in Champions League and their fifth round draw against Middlesbrough in the FA Cup. So he's going to miss those two matches as well as two Premier League matches at least. But as you said, Brian, I really agree with you. I think he's going to be eased back in. I think they're seeing photos now of Chilwell in training. I would be shocked if both of them played a full 90 minutes before say game week 34, 35. And that's right when Chelsea might have some double game week. So I would not be rush transferring either of them into my club until I knew uh, kind of more clarity on their fitness levels and how much they were going to be getting minutes. And also what's going to happen with Chelsea. There's potential that they could be docked some points uh, in the table. So right now they have nothing to play for. They already secured a European competition slot, but everything could change within uh, just 24 hour news cycle. So stay tuned on that for sure. Let's look ahead to game week 29. Yeah, Bucks, let's talk about the teams that are doubling. So like we said earlier, we're going to have the likes of Arsenal and Spurs being really heavily targeted for transfers as they double in 29 and also feature in game week 30, which is going to be a big blank game week with only four matches on. So these are some of the top assets that we should be going after. It was great to see Spurs just have a field day against a lackluster Everton team who is now 
in the relegation zone and something that we would have thought to be very far-fetched heading into this season, but they continue to disappoint. And meanwhile, you know, the Spurs are definitely up and down, but their front three of Sun, Kane, and Kulu all look absolutely scintillating. I really like this addition of um, of Kulu. He seems to be just the, the type of player who can have the vision, but also the creativity to get passes into the box for trailing players. And he really is such an upgrade over Lucas Mora. So hopefully Spurs will be able to you know sign him to a permanent deal in the offseason. But their front three looks really attacking right now. And Kane especially is completely in fuego. He looks in to be great form at the moment. And with matches versus the likes of Brighton and Manchester United, I think there are goals in both of those matches for sure. I second that. And two points. One on Kulisevsky. He is just... His real skill is his ability to carry the ball with pace and look up. And the problem with Lucas Mora is he's never really been able to look up while he's racing with the ball at his feet. And when you have players like Youngman Sung, who's a rocket ship, he just runs and he's a speedster. And Kane, who's so creative from coming back deep. It's really amazing watching Kulisevsky and Kane, how they work in tandem. One of them dropping deep to cover the ball and then knock it long and the other making those darting runs. They've only been playing together for less than six weeks. So it's just crazy to see that they're already in such sync. And then secondly, Kane has his second straight one-timer with an off foot. I mean, absolutely masterclass the way that he struck that ball, you know, it didn't even hit the ground. It's just right into his leg, into the back of the net. He is the most informed player in the game. And I think Kane is one specifically, he's going to be giving the Liverpool boys a run for captain selection going into this double game week 29 and frankly i don't have kane but if i did he would be getting the armband no question he's just absolutely the most informed player in the league right now something we did not see coming based on the first 15 games but he's really picking up steam i think he's just passed double digits for goals and spurs have a couple matches to make up as well so uh, it's very interesting time for owners of um, the likes of Kane and Son. Um, I think that we also see Doherty, Doherty, the Irishman. He's playing really well, and he seems to have supplanted Emerson Royale as the kind of right wing back. And I think he's he's just got the pedigree in the past that he's scored a lot of points for Wolves, and he seems to be in first choice at the moment. Four point seven million. So I think managers who have the likes of James and are looking to maybe get a double game week player in who also play in 30. He's a top choice. Um, I, I think even if he plays one game, he just has upside as we've seen, he's got 18 and 14 points in his last two matches. So at, at 4.7 million, you can gamble. And if he loses his spot, then you transfer him out later, but he's got to be locked in that side for Conte given the, the form we've seen over the last couple of premier league matches. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great shout. And worth mentioning, on the other side of the defense, Sessignon has picked up an injury. It seems like he is now going to be missing a couple matches, which is good news if you are looking at maybe bringing in Reggion or you went Reggion early on a wild card and he's still in your team. He is likely now locked up the other side of that defense in the other wingback position. So uh, really interesting. I think my concern with 
bringing in potentially a Spurs defender is I'm not sure they're going to clean sheet uh, Brighton or Man United. I think both those sides can be plucky on their day. Uh, much more likely they would clean sheet Brighton, excuse me, uh, than Man United based on current performance. Yeah, Brighton, Brighton are struggling right now. They they had such a strong first you know 20 plus game weeks of the season, but over the last uh, eight or 10 game weeks, they've really kind of been falling off. And they've been leaking a lot of goals as well. Webster has been injured. We're also seeing, um, you know, Dan Byrne exit the side. So they have less depth at the moment and we're seeing them concede. So I could see, you know, Doc easily getting eight points between those two games with the upside of attacking returns. And with Kane, I mean, that that ball that Doc played from kind of the midfield position all the way over the top. Um, versus Everton and the the left-footed one-time finish from Kane. Uh, you would love to see that again if you're an FPL manager. So uh, for me personally, I have both Kane and Son. So I actually don't need Kulu because that would be, you know, I don't need triple attack and in, to invest even more money than I have at this point on my wild card. So I will be looking at Doc uh, very seriously this game week. All right, let's go to talk about Arsenal really quick, because I think one of the other most popular transfer targets is going to be one, Bakayo Saka. Unbelievable the way this guy is just scoring and producing returns every game week. And it seems like Arsenal have been a little bit stuck in the mud. However, if you look at Saka's recent FPL returns, uh, that is not the story that we're seeing there. He is delivering, I think he has at least a return in seven straight matches, uh, which is unbelievable. He's not even 21 years old. So he is just part of this youth movement, which Arteta is encouraging at Arsenal. And it's working. I think Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, and potentially even one of their defenders uh, are going to be all very popular transfer targets. As we mentioned, they are one of the only two teams together with Spurs that have a double game week in 29 and then actually play in game week 30. So if you are considering avoiding a free hit, they are absolutely those two teams need to be on your transfer radar. You know, Saka looks really great. I think he's at 6.5. This is the cheapest you're ever going to be able to get him. So if you're a fan of Saka or an Arsenal fan, you got to bring him in. He's definitely going to see a nice price rise next season. Uh, I also want to shout out Lacazette because we are in a barren wasteland of forwards at the moment, and a lot of them have been injured, but he continues to do a really uh, good job for the squad. Not necessarily the best FBL player, but he's ticking along. He comes away with a couple of assists because he is really playing that kind of Olivier Giroud type of back to the goalkeeper and setting up his teammates who are all smashing it into the goal. We're seeing some great goals from the likes of Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, and he's really linking up with them and he is on pens too. So I think if there's a shout, if you need a forward in a desperate way uh, and, and that's a priority for you heading into game week 29 and then 30, he's somebody that you, you should consider not for captaincy because he's not going to beg a brace or anything, but he is trickling along nice five and eight point returns, which are very helpful in your FP, FPL side. Yeah. And you mentioned Lacazette. I think it's a perfect jumping off point because we talked about Doherty earlier, and there's a real obvious move for FPL managers where they can go Reese James to Doherty, and then they could go someone like Jimenez, who's been a very frustrating player to own recently. He doesn't have any double game weeks anymore. You can go Jimenez right up to Lacazette. Bing, bang, boom. You got two more double game week players, and you're looking really good as you approach game week 30, which is a blank game week. Maybe you just saved yourself from using your free hit. 
So as we look ahead to double game week 29 and then blank game week 30, we should also mention we got some insight into what lies ahead um, based on some projected double game weeks that are upcoming. And the one that we should shout out is Everton, because even though they look like absolute dog shit against Spurs in game week 28, they do have a double game week in 29, and they should have double game weeks in both game week 31 and game week 32. So that's important to shout out because they're going to have six matches in the course of four game weeks. So even though they blank, they're going to have a lot to play for. And right now they're in relegation. So they need to start their best 11 and play as many of those guys as humanly possible. So I think a guy like Anthony Gordon, he's a really interesting cheap flyer, potentially DCL. If you have the money Um, again, it's a lot more risky than Lacazette and probably the better move is to go Lacazette then to go to DCL in game week 31, but just something that I wanted to throw out there. Lastly, I do want to shout out Brentford, Leeds, West Ham, and Wolves have zero matches to reschedule the rest of the season. Every other of the 16 teams has at least one match that was postponed. So they're going to have at least one double game week. While Brentford, Leeds, West Ham, and Wolves don't. So for me, my priority is going to be to move off players from those teams to attack the upside. And the most upside... Everton have four extra matches to reschedule Burnley and Leicester each have three to reschedule. So just something to be mindful of as you're looking at transfer moves and setting up your plan for attacking the last 10 game weeks of the season that you should be moving as much as possible away from single game week players to get double game week players. I'm not the math guy. That's your job, Brian. Yeah. Bucks just looking at Everton. Um, they will have a double game week in either game week 31 or 32, but not both. But regardless, four matches to make up. And when we look at their squad, they're really kind of in a relegation battle potentially. And so they do have a lot to play for. So we really are waiting on the health of DCL, who has been really a non-asset this year in fantasy, which is disappointing after his coming out party last season. And then Richarlison is up and down his Home form is way better, though. So something to consider if you're looking for a punt on that 7.5 million pound striker option. He's somebody to keep your eyes on down the line for those double game weeks. Their defense is a complete stay away from me. I know a lot of folks in the FPL community are talking about game week 29 wild carders using Pickford as their second keep. I think they they will always concede in their matches, so I would not go anywhere near their defenders, but uh, their midfielders, there are some cheap assets. Anthony Gordon, he's like 20 years old. He's 4.5 million. He's currently on my bench for my bench boost in game week 29. And then Damari Gray has been up and down as of late, but we saw some great quality from him earlier in the season. He's sub 5.5 million pounds. So a few cheap assets that you could bring in for the doubles and then bench later so you won't have to worry about them game week and game week out so something uh to keep an eye on and we'll we'll wait for more of these fixtures to be announced but I, I agree with you bucks when we're looking at these upcoming fixtures to attack lester uh, let's just talk about lester for a minute i i think they're very intriguing they've obviously kept two clean sheets in a row which is a first for, for them like on the entire season and they have the likes of barnes madison daca 
He's sub like 7.2 million pounds. They have a few attackers that will be very interesting for owners moving forward. Vardy, unfortunately, picks up another injury. He's out for two to three game weeks, it looks like. And that, that's disappointing because when he came on for that 20-minute cameo in game week 28, uh, or game week 27, excuse me, he, he looked absolutely incredible. And he's got such form and such uh, you know pedigree in the Premier League. We we're really hoping that he might be an asset, especially for folks who were going to free hit in game week 30. But once again, he's an old man. He's, he's picking up some injuries just like uh, Ronaldo is as well. These older players, they can't play game week in and out. So uh, yeah, any thoughts here on some of the, the lesser assets as we move forward? I will say I actually... Uh pained myself and watched much of the Leicester match this game week. And the player that jumped off the pitch to me was one Harvey Barnes. I think he looked exceptional. He was putting the ball on goal and he had a really shaky start to the season, but I think he's a man who's taking advantage of the fact that there are some injuries around the squad and he's showing his versatility. He's playing out wide. He played as a false nine at points in the game. And I really like his kind of attacking gusto the issue with Leicester, and I think this is an obvious play, if you are going to get any of their players, the easiest one to bring in is Amarty at 3.9 million. He's a set and forget fifth defender who has been actually ticking along this season. And he'll probably be in a lot of our thoughts as Leicester gets some of those double game weeks. However, you know, Leicester, like Watford, don't keep many clean sheet. So his upside is low. It's really just the flexibility to be able to bring in a player, another expensive player like Vardy. But since Vardy is unavailable, I'm not so excited about what Lester offers. Uh, and Madison's been in and out of the lineup as well. So a lot to think about, a lot more to know about the fitness and intrigue of that Lester team. Yeah. Lester is looking at possibly getting James Justin back in the lineup, Wesley Fafana, who are two of their younger defensive assets they are going to play before the season to end and that will really improve their defense they've also had evans out who is their rock in as a cornerback um so you know or as a center back excuse me so there there are definitely some upside wrong because foot, the wrong rescheduled... football brian <laughs> i know i know nfl free agency on my mind right um big week for uh packers fans shout out to uh the pack nation out there so looking at lester they have to rearrange fixtures versus norwich and everton so those are actually decent, you know, clean sheet opportunities. And when you look at some of these teams who have a lot of Wolves assets or possibly, um, you know, some other defenders from previously doubling uh, game week teams, going and freeing up money to Amarty is, is a no brainer, in my opinion, as that fifth defender, as we look to pile more money into our midfield or help you upgrade one of your other defenders to a, a premium as we attack the run in. So uh, definitely some good players to uh, keep an eye on. Quality shout. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we will preview our transfer plans and captain selection for Double Game Week 29. All right, we're back for trans transfer thoughts and captaincy shouts. Bucks, we're both uh, suffering from the FPL Blues, so we need to turn those blues into green arrows this week. How are we going to do it with this massive double game week? Are you thinking about using any of your chips this week, or are you thinking of just uh, bringing in some really high quality doubling players this week? So initially my plan was to bench boost this game week. However, I think I'm now off 
that plan because I'm not certain that Jared Bowen is fully fit. And there are some other questions on my team, like Lucas Dean, like Riyad Ate Nori and Wolves. They just look totally shaky and not trustworthy. And Veghorst plays Brentford and I definitely want to play him, but it's just not exciting enough for me to feel like I need to bench boost this team. I feel like I can make some plays and just attack the double game week with my starting 11 and hopefully my team will round into form as we get a little closer to some of the massive double game weeks predicted for later in the season. Uh, so that's my thought right now. All right, Buck. So looking at your starting 11, then how many double game week players will you have? One, two, three, four, five, six. In a new starting. segment called Bucks Counts on the pod. <laughs> I, I get a lot of practice with my little one uh, doing counting. And uh, so I have seven double game week players, but two of them are goalies and I can really only play one of them. That's frustrating because I really did bring in Dubrovka and Ramsdale with the idea of hit, you know, doing the bench boost when they both had two matches. Again, I just think that Dean, Veghorst, and Bowen as potentially a bench or eight Nori, Veghorst, and Dean as a bench is not really the stuff of bench boost dreams, so to speak. Uh, it potentially could be a bench boost nightmare because uh, <laughs> also that Arsenal double up isn't thrilling. I mean, Leicester and Liverpool, I think they'll probably concede to Liverpool. So I think Ramsdale has maybe a ceiling of 10 points. Um, so again, I, I, I'm just being a little greedy, I think. So my plan right now, I have 0.8 million in the bank. And on my bus team, I had set differential as TAA being my captain, not Mo Salah. And I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be you know, smart Alec, attack the double game week and be different. But uh, I think Mo Salah is just, he's itching for a goal and he hasn't scored in some time. He's not in his best run of form, but he hit the post three times in the last five game weeks. So he's, he's just inches off. And I think we're going to see him really smash and light a fire in the netting behind the goal uh, when he plays against Brighton and Arsenal both away. So I am going to kind of chicken out and put the captain armband back on Mo Salah in this double game week. I'll be different somewhere in the future down the line to try and chase those points. And I'm thinking probably I'm going to take a hit, move off either Bowen or Dean and either Veghorst or Eight Nori. So again, I don't totally have my plans in place. I'm thinking the easy move is Bowen to Saka and Dean to Doherty. That way I get two more fixtures. And if you count next game week, then I get three more fixtures. I don't love it, but uh, again, I, I have a lot of questions in my team. So uh, I haven't, I haven't quite settled on what my transfer strategy is. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, especially if Bowen is out, like I don't think moving Dean is a priority since they also play in game week 30. Um, have you decided if you're going to free hit in 30 or just trot out, uh, uh, you know, eight or nine guys for that game week? Great question. So right now, if I were to not make any moves, I would have seven players in game week 30. It's not horrible, but it's worth mentioning that like I have three Liverpool players. I have a Chelsea player. I have two Southampton players and none of those guys 
play. So I probably will have to make a painful call uh, going into game week 30. Uh, if you notice, the only players I'm mentioning potentially transferring in are players with game week 30 fixtures. I'm hoping that I could avoid uh, having to free hit then. I would much rather chase points and free hit in double game weeks as opposed to blank game weeks. So uh, that's a peek into my logic. I have almost, I have 0.8 million in the bank. So there's not really any player who's outside of my ability to get outside of Kane. So I can, I can load up in midfield. I can go, uh, you know, away from Bowen and bring in a player like Mares. I'm everything is on the table. I just need to make sure that whatever move I do is the right move because I've been making a lot of the wrong moves uh, in my transfers recently. <laughs> All right, Bucks. I think that those are decent shouts um you know feeling i think eight or nine men in game week 30 is completely acceptable i think that's going to be enough players to get out especially if you have a good captaincy option in let's say um in sunny boy or kane uh, i think those are some great captaincy options and a lot of these you know a thing to point out is a lot of the attackers are going to be playing your defenders it's just going to be a very low scoring game week and I think you're definitely correct to wait and use your free hits in the double game weeks where you can all of a sudden select 11 double game week players, and that'll really maximize your delta for getting a huge haul. Um, and then just going back to your your Salah shout, you know, Salah has been top of expected goals for the last six game weeks with like 4.94, but he's only got three goals which is very you know interesting to see um, because he's really, like you said, he's hit the post a few times. He did get a couple penalties, but he's just the player that you're going to get five points per goal and his upside of bracing and getting you that 16 pointer in a, any given game week is just so high. So I, I do agree with him, um, even though his potential form has been a little bit less. Um, taking a look plus, at my squad. Plus- Sorry, plus, you know, so much of the community already has Salah and is going to be captaining him, if not triple captaining him. So it is a little bit of a kind of cowardice uh, shield move. But I also just think that probably Salah is going to be the top point scorer in this game week. So if uh, I'm going to bet against my gut, uh, I should have some conviction that the differential bet I'm making is going to be the right call. And I don't really have that. I think Sala is the top point scorer. He's the best player in FPL and in the Premier League right now for a reason. And I'm not going to go against who I think is the best player in the league. Bet against your gut and end up in the gutter is what I would say, Buck. So follow, follow that, follow <laughs> that, and hopefully, hopefully uh, you'll get a green arrow this game week. All right. So I obviously wild carded in game week 28. That was not very good. You know, 20k red arrow, but still sitting inside the top 75k. But I will be using my bench boost this game week because I've really set up these 28 through 30 game weeks to you know, attack some of these double game weeks. So I am going to make two moves, and those will likely be Thiago Silva, who just got me eight points in the double game week. Completely Love respectable. That. Love that. And he's going to be moving to Doherty because I need players who also play in game week 30. So that, that's a part of my strategy is I have to bring in players who double in 29 and then also playing 30 and then i'm actually going to move out a game week 30 player in rafinha and bring in Saka for him so this is really just after watching leads very closely over the last few weeks 
their team is just dog bleep. They they really don't have much to offer. Uh, their their spine is gone. Rafinha's got more yellow cards in the last ten games than he does goals or goal contributions. You hate to see that as an FPL owner. And uh, this this new manager bounce, it doesn't seem to be happening. They just don't have the horses to uh, get out of the stables and out of the block. So I'll be removing Rafinha, bringing in Saka. I just like Saka's potential upside for a double digit haul versus Leicester. I think that could be a really fun, you know, open game. Liverpool is going to be a tough one, but he's shown the quality that he could definitely, you know, create a few chances and cut in and maybe uh, get some FPL points. So I'll be bringing those two in for a total of 11 double game week players. And that's why I'm hitting the bench boost now rather than saving it for game week 36, which will be a huge double game week but I just don't have that much time to wait and continue to carry a heavy squad since I just wildcarded. Yeah, I love that. 11 double game weekers is huge. And I think who's going to be on your bench right now? Who are the single game week players that you have? The single game week players, you know, they're not great. Um, and to be honest, a few of the double game week players are a little weak. They're, you know, like Anthony Gordon from Everton is a 4.5 player. He's he has a double, so he'd hypothetically be on my bench, you know, in any other game week. But when I look at my squad, I'm going to have Saiz versus Everton, Ramsey versus West Ham, and Broja versus Watford. And then I'll have Dubrovka as my double um, game week player for the bench boost. So again, like I said, the, the lineup, when I look at it, there, there are some players that would not be in my quote unquote best 11, but with the bench boost, um, 11 game, 11 out of 15 players having doubles. I think it's just a good opportunity and I want to get rid of this chip. I hate this chip. You have to focus so much of your team around it and around your wild card. And I, I do like that. I have some cheap assets in my squad that I will be able to really set up my team moving forward. Like Ramsey's 4.8 Gordon's 4.5. He's going to have a bunch of double game weeks coming up. So I have some cheap assets in my team um, that, you know, once I use to get rid of this chip, I won't have to be like, wasting transfers. I can just bench them very easily. So yeah, that's where I'm at. And then captaincy. It's really tough for me because I really am attracted to Harry Kane um, as the most kind of informed Whoa. player and just passing you, the eye test. Have you told your fiance that? <laughs> I, I'm so interested, so interested in Harry Kane. He's uh, a good I looking my bloke. hands off of him. He's yeah. a good looking man. I'm clicking, I'm clicking the buttons. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him every single day. Um, so him, him and him and Salah are really tough to call, uh, to be honest. I think that Manchester United, we just saw them got, they got stomped on by city city does that to a lot of teams, but they're, they're very porous, um, in, in their uh, defense. So Kane oftentimes can be a big game player. And especially in a game that we're going to see that, you know, Regnick and the, the United team, they want to win that match. They, they don't want to drop that to Spurs, but they're by no means going to park the bus. So some counter attacking um, will happen in that game. And Kane and Sun linking up seems inevitable to me. So I do, I am thinking about maybe going with Kane because he's lesser ownership. And at my position, you know, I do have Salah. I'll have Trent. Those are some other captain shouts for this game week, Sun. Um, so I, I do like that. I have most of the heavy hitters for this double game week. So Kane might be the differential to go for. Um, so yeah, I'm still still up in the air between those two, but really hoping to crush you know triple digits this game week and uh, use the bench boost to propel me. 
Yeah, let's let's get some green arrows. Let's get this podcast and our seasons back on track. I mean, Brian, you're still in pretty good position, well inside the top 100K. I'm uh, I'm scrambling, trying to chase you down, trying to chase Amar down like the rest of the FPL Blues podcast Super League. Make your transfers before you go to bed on Friday night. If you're in the East Coast, the deadline is early Saturday morning if you live in the States. Uh right around lunchtime if you're in the UK. So just don't forget your transfers. This is a very important second straight big double game week, double game week 29, a lot to plan for and a lot more news to come regarding the situation with Chelsea, regarding the rescheduled matches. And also there's second legs of Champions League and fifth round of FA Cup. So it's going to be a wild next two weeks. Uh, We're going to be back in action Uh, as soon as we have all of it figured out next game week. And again, great podcast, Brian. Thank you as always to our listeners for subscribing, for following us, and for being so actively involved in the success of our show. Uh, We love you. And let's all get some green arrows going into double game week 29. Hey, thanks for checking us out. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Best of luck in double game week 29. Mm -hmm.